Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me this week is returning co-host Tyler Hebner. Wait, not returning forever, I guess, but... Oh, hey. Um, how's it going, Tyler? <laughs> it's it's going great. It's, it's going uh, great. <laughs> my last day of vacation today. Your last day of vacay? Same, yeah. same. Yeah. So, back to work tomorrow. Uh. Anything exciting happen on or did you get anything exciting for Christmas or anything like that? Mm, anything st- hockey related? Pretty standard. Um, anything hockey related? I bought myself a new visor. Okay, well that um, technically counts. Yeah, and I bought my son a, his first jersey, um, which he picked, and it was the one of the reverse retro Leafs jerseys. Interestingly so- enough. So your son is smarter than you, okay? I, I suppose, yeah. Also, that was the only thing at Sports Checks, so not a lot of uh, variety there. But that's yeah, fine. you can't take him to a place that has one jersey and be like, pick the yeah. one you like. I remember London White Oaks Mall used to have a jersey place in it. Do you remember it? Uh, I didn't go to. I, so I lived right down the street from Masonville, oh. so I never went to. Like I went, I've only been to White Oaks like maybe five times. I'm pretty sure it was in White Oaks. I feel yeah. like most most big malls have a jersey shop um, of some sort. It's just like, do I did I want to pay top dollar? No. And these this was like um, Boxing Day sales anyway. So and he said he wanted a he said he wanted a maple leaf like a maple leaf jersey. And I and he's like blue, yeah, blue. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever works for me. Get him a Team Canada jersey. I that's what we originally thought he was gonna get. I was setting him up to get a. Um, like I bought the matching socks for a Golden Knights jersey because he, he was born the year that they were uh, added to the league. So I'm, I was trying to push that to be his favorite team. And my other son would be Seattle because he was also born the year that they um, were brought into the league as well. I have kids when there's expansions, apparently. You only have sex when there's an expansion? <laughs> Exactly. No more sex for me. No more sex. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Join the club. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, otherwise, like for me, hockey related, like nothing crazy over the holidays, like no specific gifts, like just, you know, kept it low key. I did just win a fantasy football championship yesterday. So I am riding high right now, fantasy-wise. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. My first championship of 2023, hopefully not my last. Uh, let the listeners know how much you won for that pool. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I mean, I'm sure there's people who are in higher stakes leagues than this, but I won 1100 bucks for winning first place and winning the regular season i went 12 and 2 over the regular season and then had a bye first round and then obviously won weeks two and three to clinch the championship so overall a very successful year um it is a best ball league which is very f- specific to football uh, in the sense that you have a draft and you draft a very large roster and you cannot make ad drops you cannot make trades you cannot do anything um, your team is your team for the entire year. And why it's called best ball is very similar to like best ball and golf. You take the best scores of the players for each position for the week. So it's very low. Um, it, it's very low management, but very high research come draft time. Um, and I am, you know me well enough by now. I love to draft. It's my favorite time of year. I think I'm really good at it. Um and the one best ball league I'm in this year, I win. So, um, you know, correlations, I guess you could say. That would potentially be a format that I would be interested in for a hockey league. For would sure, yeah. Like I don't a, think a little management yeah. um, league would be interesting. There are, like, the, the problem with hot, well, your draft would be, like, your draft would be deep. It would have to be deep. And then... You'd have to find a way. The reason why best ball works so well for football is because there's one game, like there's you, there's one game a week, right, right, and you just take the best scores. You, I think you would run into some issues with certain teams playing like two games a week versus three games. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like right, it's right, not right. equal. So 
potentially you'd have to like consider taking an average of their score for the week, maybe, or something like that to keep it equal or even. But I don't know. You could, I'm sure you could figure something out. I'm sure there are best ball or best puck leagues, if you will, but definitely not on Yahoo. That's for sure. What uh, service do you play that pool on? Sleeper. Um, Sleeper is an up and coming fantasy app. I don't think it's so much up and coming anymore. It's probably, it's, it's pretty mainstream, I think now, but it's the best fantasy sports app I've ever been on in terms of the look, the feel, the amount of data that you're given um, as a default. There's no, like for fantasy hockey right now, I travel to probably three or four different sites to get the information I need in order to make an ad drop, let alone trades or anything like that. Where on Sleeper, all of the information you need is on the app. Um, you know, where they are in comparison to other positions, um, their yearly stats are all stacked up nicely for you and, and where they finished and how they trend and stuff like that. I think data-wise, it's it's second to none. Um, and as soon as they figure out that they can get into hockey, I think Yahoo's in big trouble um, because I, I've, they're already stealing a lot of market share from football. And I think they just opened up their basketball leagues as well, too. Is it sleeper without like any ease or something? No, it's sleeper as in like it, like how you would describe a sleeper draft pick. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. I just That's you you describing an up and coming app and then the name is sleeper yeah. just gave me it's kind of, really really big Silicon Valley vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's very much on the nose, but uh, it, it's a, it's really a great app, and they're they're they always ask at the end of every year what they can do to improve and they actually make the changes before the next football season um we've seen a ton of of changes just in the two years that i've used it uh, in the way that the the app looks and feels and and how data is displayed and and all that stuff it's uh, it's very fun and they're on top of all the different league formats right so they host dynasty leagues they can also host head-to-head. They can also host keeper leagues. Their mock draft system is amazing. You can invite your friends to do a mock draft with you as opposed to just doing it with randoms. Like it's very, it's very well put together. But anyway, that's my marketing pitch for Sleeper, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I am open to switching apps at some point for hockey. I'm kind of over a lot of the, the – there's nothing more frustrating to me then wanting to make an ad drop and not being able on the app to select by team who is I available. know it makes me want to scream I know. it's so stupid and we should honestly have a better way for hockey to see how many games people are playing next week and what days like something yeah, easy 100%. because so much about fantasy hockey is optimizing your games played for the week right like usually yep. got like teams will have Two, one, two, maybe even three flex spots, if you will, where they just cycle players every week, right? You're just trying to get games played and like there's enough on your waiver wire where you can justify just like having a flex spot to like take advantage of games played. Um, and, and Yahoo makes it impossible to do that properly, which is why I need to use three or four different sites um, in, in order to get that information and make the proper picks and see what matchups are strong versus not. Like, for example... Um, in sleeper for football, when you pick a position and this might not be at, like, you have to be a little creative to ha- how you can map this over to hockey, but, um, it'll tell you when you're picking up a tight end, it'll show you their schedule for the rest of the year. And it'll, there's a scale green being good and red being a bad matchup for a tight end. And it'll automatically show you that when it shows you the team. So for example, if you told yeah, like if you told this fantasy hockey app, okay, I want to pick up hits. What team, you know, what is the correlation between this team having the puck a lot and giving up a lot of hits or shots on net or face-off losses? Or, like, you know what I mean? There's so much data that we have from a fantasy perspective when it comes to hockey that could be integrated into how we add and drop players. And it's not just like 85% of people own Chris oh. Ryder. Gross. Uh, and his preseason ranking was 24 and his current ranking is 30. Like that means nothing. That means nothing to me. Or it's like I the wanna... most, the most added player is like, Oh yeah, this huge high profile starter on a good team just got hurt and yeah. everybody's adding the backup. Wow. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and like... it's like, you know, like uh, w- the, the way I 
you know, coming way back when I first started playing fantasy, what I used to do was I'd open up the screen, I'd pick the position. So I'm doing this as we speak. I'd pick like, let's say left wing, and then I'd go percentage rostered. Who is the highest percentage rostered in this league right now um, that has left wing eligibility? But that's not like, that's not enough, right? Like Andre Palat is 20 is third in the league I'm looking at right now. And that is our, I think it's our points league. Points point. Yeah. Andre Plot's the third most rostered player, but he's on a long-term injury. Yeah. Right. So like how, like how would I know how to pick players up? Like, could I like changing it in the last 14 days, looking at their total stats, 14 days doesn't mean anything in hockey because 14 days, like one team could have played seven games in 14 days and another team could have played two games in 14 days. I'm being dramatic, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see last 14 games played. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about days. Yeah. I care about their last game, their last 14 games played. What is their average? How many shots on net do they get on average per game? I don't even care about total numbers. I want to see per game stats, right? Or shots per 60 or, or you know what I mean? Like give me some more information. It's what not I, hard. what I find I do a lot now is I look at game logs because you look at a guy and he's like, oh, he had 15 hits <laughs> yeah. or whatever last week. And it's like, oh, really? And then I look at a game log and it's like, oh, he had one game with seven. One game with five, another yeah. game with two, and then three games with zero. And it's, it's, it's yeah. I like, don't want that guy then. I want a guy that does three every night or something. Yes, you want consistency. Like, they have this Yahoo Plus service that looks horrible. And if you're using that for, if you're paying for that and using that for fantasy advice, like, I would almost guarantee you're not winning very much because just how bad some of the advice I've, like, the preview of the advice I've seen is. But, like, you want to give fantasy players the information they need in order to make their own decisions. I don't need yeah. you to tell me what to do because every league is different. Every waiver wire is different. You know, all of that stuff like settings and market efficiencies and the, the like talent level, all that stuff is, is so unique. I just want you to like, tell me, is this guy, does this guy have a higher per game block shot um, average than the rest of the players for this position and like give me some sort of conditional formatting that shows me green is good and red is bad that's that's literally all it needs to be it's not difficult like they could do so much better but there's no competition in the market right now for fantasy apps uh because frankly i don't think they make very much money uh without plastering ads all over the app interface which is a bad user experience and so on and so forth um i could go on for this for days I would love to do this for a living. Um, and maybe someday I will have a chance to, if my chosen uh, employer decides to move forward with getting into sports a little bit more. Um, well, I mean, yeah. they literally just bought the right Sam last time. Yeah. And uh, Thursday night football right yeah. now currently. So hoping at some point we get maybe a sports app and we can, you know, I can keep my eyes glued to the job board. Maybe there'll be a fantasy sports opening. That would be cool. I would love that. Well, the NHL doesn't currently have a streaming only agreement, right? Like I know MOB has the Apple TV one. It's not even really just streaming. It's more or less like just like, like, but like exclusive games, you know what I mean? Like Apple TV, like there are certain games, like that's the only Blue Jays game every year. I can't watch. Yeah. the One that's on Apple TV. I just uh, like, I feel like if, if a major tech company doesn't do it, one of these thousands of bet sites is going to do it and they're going to do it very well because all of like, as much as we hate the gambling apps taking over commercial space and, and board space and stuff, they know how to do their shit when it comes to data. And I think if, you know, bet three, six, five or MGM or uh, bet river or any of the other major players in the market, get a hold of like, Hey, we can make money off of fantasy sports. Let's like, Let's be the fantasy app for sports. We're like, the, you could do professional leagues and all that shit within it. Like that, I feel like there's money to be had there. Is there a future where we could, there was, well, I'm assuming, yeah, whatever, but let's, I would like the ability for league finances to be handled by the app. And then like, you're paying the company or whatever, the app. And everybody has to pay that way. And then maybe they take a small percentage. And then because of that, though, at the end of the year, like maybe there's like an awards. I don't know. Like maybe they send you a T-shirt or what. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yahoo does that with their pro leagues. 
like quote unquote pro leagues where like you can go through the app. Um, yeah, but I, I want to like do a custom league. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my I know, I know. Fantasy leagues. I think there I are transition some, to that. I think there are some issues legally with gambling in certain states because we were trying to do it for football where we would do the fees through our like on Yahoo right. in our football league. And I'm the only Canadian oh. in, in this football league. And they were having issues like the guys that lived in New York couldn't Yahoo wouldn't let them pay through right. the app. So we had to do it off site. There is the functionality to do it. I just think that there are a lot of legalities about um you know, gambling on sports and stuff like that. So, so it really amount like if okay, let's assume because in our one pool, everybody is lives in Ontario, right? Yes. So assuming it was legal in Ontario, that hype like to me personally, that would be something that I would appreciate having now would be a central thing that holds the and I mean, if you're holding the money and then just paying it out at the end, even whoever's holding that money puts that in an account, they can make money yeah. off that money, right? Yeah. So Yahoo right now can, like, if, for example, if our commission, commissioner in the points league decided, because we don't have a secretary anymore, that we wanted to pay everything through Yahoo, he would just have to switch it over to a cash league. And then we could pay through Yahoo. Oh, really? Yeah. We could do that, technically. And then they pay you out at the end of the year based they on what you, you stipulate or whatever. Yeah. The, like, I assume there would be like, again, I'm assuming in terms of like how to set up the payouts specifically, right. but Yahoo, like I'm reading it right now. There's a, if you go under league settings on any league and go to dues, it's just above settings. Um, it says, ask your commissioner to convert your league to a cash league and let Yahoo handle dues collection and prize payouts. So and I assume there'll be take, some customization. Do they take any sort of a grift or anything or whatever I, you want to call it? Yeah, no, like a like a retainer. Yeah. Um, I, you, I you'd have to be a commissioner, right. I think, to to look into that a little bit more. But it is possible. It's just, do you trust Yahoo to do that? <laughs> I, I just, don't. Uh, pre, I would say previous years before the the regime change, if you will, I think yeah. the big pool could have could have used some. Everybody pays, not somebody that they know. <laughs> yeah. The problem with that is that I don't think there's any leniency for people who pay late. And that's, that could I, really that's fuck another reason why I would want it, Tyler. Oh, hey, you don't have to explain it to me. I Even though I consistently agree. pay late now in a lot of my fantasy pools. but I completely agree. Like, you got to pay on time. But it would delay the draft. And people wouldn't be able to draft if they didn't pay. And you could okay, say. Okay, fine. Yeah, you could say easily, like, fine, I don't care. But I, I like I'm sure commissioners who have who I, and you were a commissioner at one point, you know how hard it is to get money oh, sometimes. It's right. It's a nightmare. It's the everything worst, about so. being a commissioner of a fantasy league sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. It's not good. Like nobody wants that job. That's no. the job of somebody who is willing to eat shit and then yeah. be like, yeah, OK, everybody's just going to yell at me. And yeah. Yeah. Good times. All right. Well. That'll be the pocket. No, <laughs> we did. We, we did just do like 15 minutes on like what we hate about the Yahoo app essentially. But good oh, even even if it showed you opponents, how many games they play that week and then also what days of the week that they play those games. Yeah, because if uh, sometimes I see lists and it's like, oh, they play four games this week. And I'm like, I don't. OK, but when? Because they played yeah. them Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday, then maybe one of those games is useful for me. And even if you look at uh, like, so there is a way to check the schedule, but it shows you it for some reason in three week increments. Oh, it would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to see where I have spots of open roster spots available after yeah. setting my lineups. Just be like, yeah. you have a spot open on Tuesday for yeah. right wing, or it could be left wing because you have a guy that's dual eligible. And that would just help you make decisions more right now. I have to do all that by hand. Right. And cool. and that leads to mistakes potentially. I gotta write I have a notebook for, for fucking fantasy for Christ's sakes where I have to write <laughs> stuff in. Like it's pathetic. It's really bad. It's twenty twenty two. Come on now. Even a thing where you could put a flyer on a few players and be like, Hey, these are guys that I'm kind of adding and dropping as yeah. convenient and you just flag me and let me know when they have like weeks where it's like, Oh, hey, they only play on nights that you're probably gonna bench them. So maybe look yeah. into like there's no there's gotta be ways that you could set like it's all just custom, like freaking computer figuring it out, right? Dude, you know how money custom alerts I would make if I was able to say, Okay, Kalen Addison, 
let me know when Kalen Addison reaches over 17 minutes a game for at least three games in a row, and I will pick him back oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead, I have to manually check and remember all. Like, the watch list on Yahoo is useless. I don't even use it anymore. I like, never, I literally don't think like, I've ever used that period. Like, what ever. am I going to do? Put them on a watch list and never, and I have to check it manually every fucking couple weeks. That's yeah. brutal. Like, I want to know when a player, tell me when Brian Rust gets back on the power play. Power play one. Tell me when Brian Rust scores a couple points in a couple games. Like, let me set the, the parameters of, let me know when he scores X amount of fantasy points over seven days I, or I over mean, seven games. Tell me when a if a player gets dropped in my pool that is above these parameters, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes if, I'll if see a, guys yes, that got dropped yes. and picked up in pools, and I'll be like, motherfucker, yes. I would have fucking goddamn it. Yep. Tell me when a player above 50% ownership gets dropped. Yeah, or whatever. If this guy, if somebody gets dropped and they're the highest, like they're the best available on the waivers, yeah. let me know. And I want to know who that player is. 100%. I mean, it's not hard. Like, shit, this is like stuff you could easily do in Excel programming it into a site is not difficult like you just gotta do you just have to like give a shit <laughs> let's do it tyler let's just start our no, own app and i have and no just programming. go down the rabbit hole i have no programming i'm an ideas guy when it comes to i could find us a programmer i know a few coders yeah a few coders that you have to pay i mean come on coders don't get paid much tyler They're <laughs> so, coders money. love to work for free <laughs> they like long hours they like not leaving the office come on oh man if video yeah. games taught me anything is that that coders make no money work long hours get no credit for it but somebody's oh, making money software developers man i am going to be pushing my kids to go that route because they make bank they make so much money it's ridiculous well right now they do i can't see that service i i would personally be pushing my children into things like uh environmental cleanups and hazards and uh yeah oh there's a big flood we need restoration that's where i'm that's where i'm passing restoration services yeah restoration services uh flood cleanups anything related to maybe mass disasters uh you know mass climate disasters i would be pushing them towards (laughs) helping or assisting with any of those because those are completely coming and inevitable yeah excited for that future um but hey the apps will save us don't worry i'll (laughs) I'll have an app that alerts me that the tornado is coming it can't do anything else but at least i knew (laughs) yeah it'll just be an alert watch list watch list oh what do i want to watch for my weather app oh tornadoes floods uh (laughs) zombies is on here now so that's great oh no excited let's not tick that one and just be surprised okay Let's get into our own fantasy <laughs> weeks, I guess. After that, I could have done probably another 20 minutes on the climate disasters that are coming. Yeah, though. that'd be a one. Save that for your one man. Save that for my one man. <laughs> uh, okay, in the big pool, uh, I pulled off a six to four victory over the first place team, and I was second. Uh, so after this week, I am fifth, and he is third. <laughs> wow. Good times. I won. I won save percentage by by point uh, zero zero one, Tyler. That's wow. That's a close one, eh? Sweaty. I, so I tied wins. I won goals against. I won save percentage and lost to two shutouts. Uh, and I have one goalie, and he had five. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if he he just totally misplayed his goalies this week. He his roster management, let's just say, is lacking. Uh, and he could have easily sat his goalies with such high percentages and that there's no possible way I could have caught up. But yeah, he also, I think, sat two wins. So, yeah, we'll take it. I'll take the win. How did your big pool go? Um, I won pretty healthily by about 20 points, I guess you could say, which is a lot. Uh, well, not that much, but it's it was enough. Um, yeah, just overall a good week in this league. I am sitting now. I believe it's six and six. Yeah, I'm six and six now, which is good for seventh place out of 14. So right in the right in the mucky middle. But I'm one of the highest scoring teams in this league. Um, I'm second in total points and I am also second in points against. So definitely shouldn't have a six and six record, but um, it is what it is. I've made some some pretty good trades over the last couple of weeks as well. I acquired. Morgan Riley for basically waiver 
<laughs> waiver wire guys. And I did that two weeks ago when we weren't sure Riley was coming back. I think I traded Kempe and uh, sorry. Yeah. Kempe and Lucas Raymond, uh, who at the time was doing nothing. Um, and I got back. Um, I got back Riley and a center, I believe, who I can't remember his name. He, oh, uh, Dylan Strom. So I feel like I got away with one there. Now I have a pretty you, solid. You smoked that trade. <laughs> yeah, I have a. Pro- they were considering vetoing it, which I always am like, come on, guys, really? It's not. I I didn't offer this trade. <laughs> yeah. Like the person came to me. If but you're I, accepting an offered trade, there's no way it should ever be vetoed unless there was some sort see, of weird collusion. You can see the person who offered it in the trade notes. Like it's yeah. not. Uh, it's not nothing. Not nothing sketchy. That's for sure. Uh, over in the points pool, I pulled off a basically 2.5-ish, 2.6 actually, uh, win. I am now 6-6 six and six and in fourth place. Um, I know the guy I was playing benched a few points this week, but so did I. So it is what it is there. How did you do in points? I, uh, am, I, I'm starting to, get, just in fantasy in general, starting to get it back together and i think there is a correlation with the fantasy football season ending and hockey starting be starting to be better with hockey um i beat brody our second place team um by six points in points league and i am now seven and five and i'm in third place um and it's been a it's been a good little run for me here recently it's been a while since I've seen you above me in these in this pool. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know. I looked, I looked on Monday morning, and I was like, "Oh shit, Tyler, look at you go." <laughs> yeah, I'm on a four game win streak, um, which is which is great. Good time for it to happen. Um, and I beat a lot of like I beat two our first and second place seeded teams um, in the last two weeks. So I'm doing pretty solid. Um, it's nice when your keepers are actually performing to what they actually are. Like Pedersen finally doing stuff, Barzell, point per game player, right? Like it's it's been a good little run here for me. Uh, yeah, this is once again the pool where I've just it's so hard for me not to just re- so this is a pool where in to win the first overall pick you actually have to win the consolation. Uh, which means that all the teams that are in not don't make the playoffs playoff for the and with Bedard on the table this year, like it's so hard to go for it in this pool, like I usually want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm 500 right now. Uh, by tiebreakers, I have a almost everybody below me but one, and I have you, even though you're back. Yeah, so I have by a good tiebreaker. Pers- like I have two keepers that are like I've had a rough season injury wise in this pool. Like Kane's been out forever now and Nichushkin came back and then went immediately out again. Yeah. Um, has been kind of a disaster. So just jerking, right? Well, Igor has been okay, but Bob's been a tire fire and I have the friggin' Seattle tandem, which I got off waivers and now I just got Phoenix Copley. who actually has been okay and putting up some stuff. So I don't even know. I will really want to drop one of these Seattle goalies, but it's just so hard when there's just not a lot out on waivers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I cut bait bait with Grubauer this week um, in auction. I just, I'm done with it. I can't, I can't emotionally ride the roller coaster anymore. Yeah. I have already enough shitty goalies in auction. It seems like Uh, speaking of, (laughs) Speaking of auction pool, I managed to tie a horrible team last week. So good for me, I guess. <laughs> Once again, still under 500 in that pool, but in the playoff spot still. And I've never made the playoffs in this pool, so you never know. Yeah. Um, for me, I beat the first place team. Um, and this is a run for me in auction of three wins in a row, um, where I beat at the time first place. Then the next week I beat at the time second place. And then this week I beat the first place team because um, the seating has changed after I beat all these guys. So I'm on a little bit of a run here, correlating nicely with the Vasilevsky trade um, for sure. Mm. Um, even though I won, I <laughs> somehow moved backwards in the standings. So now I'm in 10th <laughs> for, for some reason. Uh, I'm just looking at it's it's the road back to 500 for me right now. I'm, I'm 10 points back of Adam, um, who is obviously an eighth. Um, and we face each other this week, do we not? Is that yep. is this the league we face? Uh, so, no, yeah. I think it's yeah, it is this one. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big swing week for us um, in terms of 
getting me back to being close to the playoffs. Cause I think, I, I think I do have a good team. Um, I just need to, it was the goaltending that was sinking me every single week. It was losing all four categories and, and then you're pretty much toast. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good week. Good start to 2023 for me, three, and know, in fantasy hockey and a championship in football. Can't get better than that. Right. That's a pretty good start to the year. Yeah. I went two Oh and one, so I can't complain nice. about that. No, that's a good start. Uh, okay, I don't know if you remember to get one ready, but uh, my <laughs> poo-poo performer for the week, uh, since I usually pick it from my losing team, I had a tying team, so I'll pick one from that, and that is Mr. Kevin Fiala, who had two assists, minus three, power play point, seven shots, and a hit. That's just not doing it for how much I paid for that guy. And you know what's funny is I didn't have this one ready, but I kind of saw this kind of jumped out to me. I'm also picking his line mate. Um, Anze Kopitar, who had oh. in in points league, had one point over the week. He oh. had no goals, no assists, minus three, um, and then most of his points were just uh, based off of faceoff wins. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So yeah, I mean, although I won in all three leagues, like he stands out as as you know someone who definitely wasn't solid for me. Uh, so this isn't my super duper star, but I'm going to do a shout out since you mentioned, I mentioned Fiala and you mentioned Kopitar and the yep. third member of that line, I believe is Adrian Kempe, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, so their second line went off last week because yes. I had Victor Arvidsson in points pool and he had six points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the second line that's carryover from last year. Like they've been Arvidsson to know and Moore, but he's hurt right now. So who's the other guy in that line right now? Um, I follow or shit. Let me check. I don't know if they move Velarde up or not. Honestly, I because it was to know more and Arvidsson for most of the year, but Moore's hurt right now. How long has he been hurt for? I feel like it hasn't mm, been that long. not very long, less than a week. I'm check. Yeah. So okay, I'm checking right now. They might have moved Velarde up. Um, Los Angeles. But Dino had a huge week too. If you had him in fantasy, I think he had oh, like for sure. eight points last week or something. Why like does Left Wing Rock make me sign in? Fuck. Uh, Eric, Eric Gustafson, if you grabbed him off waivers, um, he had six points last week and was a plus four for the Capitals, especially with John Carlson out for an undetermined amount of time. I'm still yeah, pissed. You were, I, you were uh, all over that. Oh, because I I've been adding him off and on all year in various pools, and I missed yeah. him in the big pool, which is the one I really wanted him in by like twelve hours. I was so mad. Yeah. Um, I follow is on the second line, and actually, uh, it might be time to drop Fiala outright because he's on the third line. Byfield's playing with the Kopitar and Kempe, according to the Daily Faceoff. Well, whatever. I'm not gonna drop him, obviously, but time to drop him. Yeah, Get you, rid of him. so you Trade can him to me. I'll take add him. him for 25 waiver dollars or something. I will take him. <laughs> uh, okay, my super duper star for the week is Ottawa Senator Alex DeBrincat, who had mm-hmm. three goals, one assist, uh, two power play points, and 17 shots and 12 hits. Love to see that. I feel like you don't talk about the fact that you have him enough. I always forget that you have him, and I'm like, oh, what? You never talk about how good DeBrincat is. Because he's had not a great year, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's just been turning it on recently because the Senators have been kind of okay lately. Um, I don't even remember who I... I got him in a trade when he was still playing for the Blackhawks. Um, and I bought low. I bought I bought on him that year. He was kind of not having a great year. Yeah. Um, and he has definitely paid off. He is a free agent after this year or RFA, I think. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens with him in Ottawa. Yeah. Because I don't know if I like the fit there as much as I liked it. I would, I would say they're probably going to give him as much rope as you could possibly want in a player. So, well, I would, I would keep him. But I would hold on if he's RFA. You hold on to him. You could trade him still at the draft. Like yeah. his rights are so you're good. Uh, who is your super duper star for this week? Could go with a lot of players. Um, Tossed around Rupe Hintz, Kuznetsov, Braden Point, Barzell. All of them are good. But I landed on Kyle Connor, um, another guy in the big pool that I traded for this year. Um, maybe paid a little much for, but it's he's been a fantastic since I've picked him up. Um, he had a goal, four assists, three power play points, 10 shots on net, and a hit. Um, and that's good for 22 points in this league. Um, shots, are, shots are weighted fairly high. 
Um, so, and I just, I just like having Connor on my team. I wish I had him in more leagues um, because he's just so consistent. He, you know what you're getting every night. And that's usually a point. It's usually a power play point. And he's good for like three or four shots on that. I was all over him in the big pool for years before he he actually got called up. And, and I kept drafting him every year. And he kept not getting called up and not getting played. And, I, and then yeah. the one year I was finally like, fuck this. Obviously was the year he broke out and got all that ice time. And I was so mad because I, I could have kept him because I had him just sitting on my NA all the year, the yeah. year before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to keep. I can't keep a guy and be like, I'm over keeping guys and being like, well, if they get the shot. And mm-hmm. then it happened. And then I was fucked. You Can you imagine that. if I had to bring Cat, Connor and Matthews on a team together? That'd be nasty. <laughs> oh, there man. goes the goals. Shots <laughs> and goals every week. Like, come yeah. on. Uh, okay. So speaking of, I don't know, whatever, no transition here. Um, Canada is currently up three, two on Slovakia in the third period. I just looked it up here to see, have you watched the world juniors at all? Do you want to talk about it? I have boycotted watching it this year. So no, I have not. I I, I can't in good conscience. I can't in good conscience watch it. Um, knowing that we still haven't heard anything on any of the two major scandals coming out. The fact that it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just weird to me that the <laughs> the fucking tournament's being hosted in Canada and Team Canada gets to play after having all of this sexual assault stuff happen, but like Russian ice hockey players get punished for their country, like they might not even live in their country and they can't even play. Like I know wars are much more intense um, in terms of like people dying and stuff, but like. It just seems weird that Canada got to continue to host this with so many issues within their organization. It's it's weird. But money talks and bullshit walks, and that's that's it for the end of the day. But apparently Bedard has broken the record. Good for him. He's going to be an absolute stud. I didn't need to watch the World Juniors to know that. Um, but yeah, I just haven't haven't watched a uh, I haven't watched a second of it. I am over it. Not I have no interest in pretty much ever watching it ever again. Yeah. It's fair. Just it's it's a bunch of people that get hyped up and then all these players get super blown out of proportion and how good they actually are. And honestly, this nut like you it doesn't matter how your world juniors goes. It doesn't fucking matter. If you're like using that as a way to like pick players for fantasy or whatever, like honestly, it really doesn't matter. It's just like some guy having a good week. Like that's all it is. So much of it is where they end up landing team wise. Yeah, for sure. Right, coaching, all that stuff. I'm yeah, but I mean, so the Russian team can't play because pl- guys that aren't a lot of them probably even old enough to vote. Just right, but like, yeah. but but Canada, like Hockey Canada, which actually is responsible <laughs> for a horrible thing, multiple horrible, like probably a bunch of them. Like it's probably not just the two that we even know about. Yeah, like those are the two really bad ones. Right. Like there's probably tons of other shit that we're never going to know about that happened that got swept under the carpet. And it, yeah, but I mean, like you said, it's just Canada is the most successful. Like the it's the it's a packed barn in Halifax for every fucking game. So do you see the ticket prices? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So they're clearly people crazy. don't care. Because Halifax just doesn't get anything. And they're like, well, yeah, we'll I pay mean, that's probably $300 it, a ticket. I mean, yeah, it's cold out there right now, probably, too. Probably. Uh, okay, so we don't care. Um, Connor Bedard is <laughs> probably going to be good. Usually I do, but I can't this year. I just, I just don't. Can't. Anyway, speaking of not caring, did you watch any of the Winter Classic today? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I stopped either. caring about Winter Classics a long time ago. Uh, I, t- I turned it on because there was a hockey game on, so I thought I'd have it on the TV while I was doing other stuff. And worst jersey matchup of all time, I text Tyler and I was like, it looks like an intra-squad game. Two teams with the same colors and opposite kind of, like, it would look so silly. The Winter Classics are more for the the place that hosts them and the fan of the team that is playing against them. Like, have, like have as many as you want. I just won't care. Like, I, it's not for me to care. It's not... It's not for me necessarily. Um, they announced that Seattle's hosting the next one mm-hmm. against the Golden Knights. I might go to it. I might try and get out to it. Um, that's where our head office is. So I might try and uh, cop cop some tickets and go out there and work for a bit and use it as an excuse to kind of go to the Winter Classic. But we'll see. Cool. Let me know and 
Hopefully, oh, you know what? If if you're going, if the Winter Classic happens to be on the same night or weekend that Pearl Jam happens to be playing in <laughs> Seattle, then I will definitely go with you. I don't even care if I go to the freaking hockey game. I need to check that one off the bucket list. That yeah, would be crazy. For sure. Uh, okay, so signings. Some signings happen. There's one that I have already talked about on the podcast that I want to touch base with you on because it's a huh? King signing. Um, so we'll do that one first. 28-year-old Trevor Moore, five years, 4.2 million. How do you feel about that one? That feels like a lot, to be honest. I didn't. Uh, here's the he's played. He's been so damn good that it's really hard for me to be like, yeah, this is you know, this is one that I don't necessarily like. I think it's fine. He's 28. It's a five-year deal. Like God, I just. I could see that going badly in like three years. Like I, I, tre- I don't think of Trevor Moore as like a guy who necessarily like runs his own line or like, you know, is a, even the second best guy on that line necessarily, but he works hard. He's got really good chemistry with Dano, and Dano is going to be here pretty much that entire contract. So if the chemistry kind of, if the chemistry stays like, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like 4.2 million isn't going to kill you, especially if the cap's going to go up pretty consistently. It does feel a little much for Trevor Moore, right? Like we look at that name and you don't get really excited about the player, but you know, I think they're just protecting themselves because like these kids are not developing that the it's just flat out. Like Velarde's had a good year, but you know, where's Turcotte? Where's Fujimo? Whereas Kalia, well, I guess he has. Kalia has been okay. Kalia's not getting the fucking ice time. That's no. a whole nother problem because he has been good. He's been really good on the power plays. He's not getting the ice time at even strength. Um, and then Byfield is now back, um, and we're kind of seeing how that potentially will go. So it it it's hard to be super upset about. It's it's relatively low risk, um, but it's again it's. $4.2 million that you could have thrown at another top flight forward or another top flight winger or a guy like Tarasenko, you know, somebody you could play up and down the lineup a little bit more. I don't know. So Tyler, I want to have a little discussion about the Kings here because I'm a little concerned now with a signing like this, because between this and the Arvidsson deal and what they signed Pedersen for that felt like a change in direction for a team that wasn't ready for it. Arvidsson, so Arvidsson didn't get a long-term deal. Like he's got one more year at, at no, but I mean just the just like that. trading for him. I mean, like yes. getting taking him on meant that like this is a team that did a few where it's like okay, this is we're gonna go through a rebuild here, blah blah blah. But to me, like last year was like oh you made the playoffs, but they shouldn't have seen that as like oh this is where we are now. They should have seen this like oh everything just happened to break right this year, but we need to stick to the plan. And by the Arvidsson deal, the Pedersen, like, I guess they had to sign him, but to me, they gave him too much yeah. in too many years for what he showed. And now this more signing, like, to me, this is them saying, like, oh, no, we're a playoff team now. And I don't know if they are. I think. Like, they have Phoenix Copley as their start. Like, he's saving, yeah. their, essentially saving their season right yeah. now. I think forward-wise, it was, like, all of these moves, Fiala, Deneau, Arvidsson, I I like the moves in the sense that you're not just throwing rookies into the fire and then you're fucked if they don't work. Like the the rookies that progress the best and like the so think about like what is the best franchise for bringing rookies up and having them be successful. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? They're the gold standard right now for that. The reason why that is, is because they have a solid group of veterans around those players and they give them time to develop on their own, right? Like Sorelli was one of those guys at one point, hell Kucherov, Palat, Tyler Johnson were, were those guys at that point as well too, right? Like they were brought in and weren't expected to just be a go-to top six forward right away. They kind of grew into it a little bit. So in that sense, I think it's, oh, the forward group is okay. What, where I'm concerned is they need to invest more in, in the defense side of things and the goaltending at some point. And again, Jonathan Quick's contracts off the books at the end of this year. I think Cal Peterson's days are not over as being an NHL goalie who is serviceable. I think this was just a very poor year. And to be honest, I can't really be that upset 
about any of these goalies playing poorly when you look at the defense that they have, right? Alex Edler, you know, Mikey Anderson was playing really good last year. You know, he's he's still really young. You're going to expect some step backs for a lot of these young defensemen. Sean Dursey's a prime example of that. Really good offensively, but horrid defensively. And then you've got like two guys and Matt, Matt Roy and Sean Walker, who are just like, they're just dudes, right? Like they're just guys. They're nothing super special, but they're serviceable NHLers. And then you've got Doughty who is signed for $11 million for the next five years, right? They need a, they need someone, they need another big name. Ideally they get two more decent names, like kind of like what the Leafs have done, right? They got Brody and Muzzin and that really shores your defense up and makes it your unit look a lot better. And they're not getting paid an arm and a leg, right? Like they're probably make 8 million between the two of them. Right. Well, I mean, was Trevor Moore not part of that Muzzin deal? He was, was, but Muzzin's time, they were, they were, Muzzin's time was at the, we're looking like three years ago. No, I know, but that's what I mean. But if you're the Kings, like, are you giving up the next Trevor Moore to make your team better now? Like, is that I where you are right so. now? Because, like, the yeah. Leafs team then was better because they had made the playoffs a bunch of years in a row and they hadn't got over the next step. So it's like, okay, we need this piece. But, like, that's not where I see the Kings right now. The Kings Like, you have score, guys man. like Brant Clark knocking at the door and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you're just taking away spots for these guys then. It's not even taking away spots, though. It's, it's like, there's a spot for Brant Clark right now. He's just, they just chose not to play him this year. He will be in the lineup fairly like he will be in the lineup next year. I'm pretty confident in saying that it's you need, you need at least, at least a top pairing defenseman to shelter the rest of these guys. Cause I think Matt Roy or Sean Walker as a three, four or a uh, five, six is a lot better than one of those two playing with Doughty. Right. Or Mikey Anderson playing with Doughty. Like it just, we've turned it's like Tobias Bjornfort, right? Like he was right. brought in and he was supposed to be pretty good. And the league just ate him up because they had nobody sheltering him. It, it's, it's all about that. Goaltending is a complete, like nobody knows their goaltending. Like only like five teams in the league are confident that every year their goalie is going to be solid. It's Winnipeg. It's Tampa Bay. It's, um, New, the New York Rangers and Islanders, and I'm whoever is it. coached by Barry Trotz, and whoever is coached by <laughs> Barry Trotz, sure, like they're confident, or whoever's coached by Bruce Cassidy or Tortorella, even yeah. at some yeah. point. Like goaltending is so random that I'm not worried that the goalies are bad this year because they could do what the Leafs did and things will be fine. But the reason why Matt Murray and, uh, and Ilya Samsonov are playing well is because the Leafs are solid defensively. They have a good structure. I think the forwards that are in place right now are good to go. I'm confident of the one that, you know, the one through nine at the top end. And then that fourth line could be whatever. And it wouldn't really matter. Um, like I'm confident at the, of the youth being included and mixed into the lineup. And I think they've got a top flight score in Kevin Fiala when he's on, I think they've got their shutdown centers in Kopitar and to I think obviously you'd, probably want Kopitar to be a little younger at this point to be really considered a, um, a go-to, but I think they're hoping that Quinton Byfield will step into that role at some point, right? There will be a transition of power there, um, at some point in the future. So I, to me, it's just like, do I want them to, to sell the farm for Chikrin? No, I don't, but I want them to get like when the Leafs gave up Trevor Moore, you weren't upset about that. I remember talking about it with you. You're like, we got Jake Muzzin. That's fucking awesome. I'm right? still not upset about it. <laughs> exactly. So am I worried about giving up the next Trevor Moore? No, I'm not at all. I'm not at all. You can, we could trade Turcotte for, um, not Klingberg. That would be bad, but you could trade Turcotte for like a, a guy with mm. term and who's decent. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. Like that's good for now. Cause they are in a window right now. They are in a window to win right now. But it's also a window of youth coming up into the lineup and developing. And the best way to develop youth is by winning. Would, right? Tampa Bay has already shown us this. Okay, where are? Oh, now I'm just. We literally haven't talked about any of the other signings yet. <laughs> um, but that's fine. I I wanted to go deep deep on this team. I just wanted to see their cap space. Um, 
deadline 5.5. Okay, so they got some cap space. Do they have any major bunch of guys coming off UFA? They don't have any major UFAs or anything, right? No, I don't. They're pretty safe there? Yeah. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, how would you feel about acquiring a Seth Jones? Uh, No, it's too much much money. And I don't believe in the player. Yeah, well. If I if I didn't want Klingberg, I definitely don't want. <laughs> but like, oh, want yeah, him. I get it. But like, if you're you're saying that their one need right now is probably a top pairing or yeah, at he's least not top that. four defenseman. He's not. He's he might be a top four defenseman. I don't Seth believe Jones is a hundred percent a three or four. Sure, but unless Chicago is taking half retained and we're getting him at it, that's what I mean. And they're not going to do that, right? There's no like of trading him for that. Yeah, so I don't like. I wouldn't want to give up very much if we did. Like, I'd almost want them to pay me to take him. What about, would you call the Flyers for a Travis Sanheim? He just signed that long For deal. sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, he would be a good fit, He'd right? He'd be a great fit, yeah. And I think there's more to be, there's more untapped. Oh, uh, he could actually probably be good if he was on, like, if he was on, can you imagine Travis Sanheim on the Carolina Hurricanes, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, fuck, that'd be crazy. I'm just uh, looking at, um potential players who are up for and there's like all of the good all of the good defensemen who are up in two years like so not this offseason but next offseason like someone you want to trade for for the long term all of them are good like and on good teams right so other than tyler myers uh, like we don't want jake muzzin back we don't want alec martinez back brady brady shea is on carolina they're not giving him up he's only 30 um tony d'angelo is not the right player no you know archetype for them tj brody the Leafs are not giving up noah hannafin the flames are not giving up you don't want tyson berry for the same reasons as d'angelo chris tanev is not going anywhere zaitsev is bad devin taves is on colorado he's not going anywhere brett pesci brennan dillon nikita zadarov like all of these guys are on good team brandon montour might be someone that i could maybe get behind um, he's got a high salary and maybe Florida wants to shed some money, but they're hurting defensively as it is anyways. And he stepped uh, up big for them when Ekblad went down. Yeah. Yeah. There's just really not too much to be had here in terms of players that are coming up in two years that are any, any good. I'll check. Uh, or maybe that's this year. Did I just fuck that up? No, no, I did not wait. Anyways. Um, I'm going to look another year from this, but keep going. Um, I'm just saying, okay. Uh, next up we have 24 year old Stuart Skinner, three years, 2.6 million. A lot to spend on goaltending combined with, uh, Jack Campbell, but like, sure. I mean, this hasn't worked. You you could have done this last year and then brought in like just a random vet backup for him. Yeah. Ooh, Provorov. Provorov, Provorov's up in three years. I think he's, Philly's probably done with him. Yeah, because he's nothing, dude. He's just a player at this point. I would, but he can play that. He's played the minutes effectively. I would say. I guess he's better than like Risto. So there's like Provo. There's Provorov, Neil Pionk, probably not. Essa Lindell, I could get on board with. Um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to step in and say that that he's okay. like one that stands out. Twenty-seven-year-old Artem Zub 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 the Zub. Artem yep. Zub, uh, four years, four point six million. I had heard crazy things about this guy getting like a seven-year or eight-year contract from the Senators. I'm actually completely fine with this deal and actually yep. think it's okay and fine. Yeah, he's um, he's remember how we like fine. He's he's probably yeah. their best defenseman other than like there's Shabbat and like uh, Sanderson now seems to be okay and yeah. working out. And then Artem Zub is probably their two or three. Artem Zub is like how we talked about. Dylan DeMello like two trade line deadlines ago. Like he reminds he's, he's like a Dmitry Uskevich. I know that's a really <laughs> like rando reference, but he's like just a defenseman defenseman. For like sure. he is an old like a new school, age yeah. old school new age. Like he can yeah. break the puck out. He's not it's not a grenade on his stick like it is for Zaitsev or whatever, but he yeah. is a gritty, bangs around, worries about his own end. Like yeah. he you need a player like that if you yeah. have a guy like Shabbat. He's 100%. a good find for them, to be honest. Like sure. he, he would be an amazing guy for them to deal at the deadline right now if they weren't in the spot. Well, maybe they should have, but hey. He is 27, but I think they really like him. I think they really like him long term. He's but a if he, perfect he's, he's fit for their defensive core based on their young players, for sure. And they can't give up any more good defense. No, I guess they can't. They really uh, can't afford. 
38 year old Joe Pavelski, one more year in uh, Dallas, 3.5 cap hit, 5.5 with bonuses. Yeah, I mean, fuck, you love that if you're Dallas. Oh, every day, like it's every amazing. day, like yeah. insane how how the fine wine of Joe Pavelski has aged and how yeah. his leaving San Jose coincided directly with them falling apart as a team. Like, yeah. Can you imagine if he would have signed somewhere that was good, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like so many other, like, he could have signed anywhere. Can you imagine if he would have signed in like Tampa or something like that? Like, yeah. fuck. Be, well, I mean, you'd have to just like assume he'd find the same chemistry as he has currently. Like, that's what I mean. Like he, he's paid two really good players. He probably would have a cup ring or two. Like, honestly, like I, Dallas has a lot of good, but for them, I feel like he's going to spet to himself a, He's going to be like, he's going to be the year after he retires or whatever is the year they're going to finally win or something. Yeah. Like, if there's one old guy without a cup that's still kicking around in this league that I would love to see win, uh, he is definitely one of them. For sure. Uh, okay. There's two more little ones here. I don't even know if you want to talk about these. Nick Purbix and Joel Hofer. I, I know Purbix, um, and he's been really solid with Tampa in his limited playing time. So. Another Tampa Again, fine. Tampa gets richer, I guess. And Hofer, I vaguely know, but I'm not. I don't think he's. Was he a World Juniors guy at one point? I don't know. I maybe. Feel like maybe. That would, that would be my expertise just, right now. I'm going to just check. I think he might have played for Team Canada. Um, uh, he's currently with this, but he signed with. Yeah, the, he did. He's, he's 22. He was their, two years, he was seven, their 75. So he's he was the goalie. Yeah, he was their starter in 1920. Um, yeah, and he was really good. Well, let's. I mean, the Blues could probably use a goalie. It's not a piece of shit. So, yeah, I mean, help. he's had a really, really strong AHL campaign this year. He's got 22 wins already, and he's got a 2.39 and a 9.22 save percentage. There we go. Uh, That's Peoria, pretty good, right? Peoria, yeah. Well, no, sorry, he's on the Springfield Thunderbirds. There's oh. no team in Peoria anymore. They're not a team anymore. Yeah, they move AHL teams move around like crazy. I know they do, but like sometimes in my head I feel really cool and I know that affiliate. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Sometimes they move but they move around so much it's hard to freaking keep track. Like Utica's yeah. still with the Canucks, right? You yes, I believe so. Yeah, okay. Um okay, so we're getting kind of near the end, but I have a, a like I had a whole bunch of shit we could talk about, but it's not happening. So I'm just gonna do a few <laughs> a quick hits here. Um, and ending with something that we can kind of rant about a little bit. Mm. Uh, okay, so over the, these are things that kind of happened between the last recordings. I took a week off for the holidays. Uh, Makar called off his own tripping penalty. Yep. Remember that? Good guy Good guy doing good things. Love, love my boy, Kale. That, Tyler. That's Come unhinged. On. That's silly. He's such a good little boy. He apologized to his teammates after. Isn't that cute? Yeah, he's a uh, you can hey man, probably my favorite player in the NHL right now. Uh okay, um next up the uh Bruins put on a hot dog costume and said uh we're trying all trying to find out somebody who did this and basically blame no one for the Mitchell Miller investigation. So, it's great. Things so, things we knew were going to happen for yeah. 200, Alex. I'm pretty sure we called that when they said they were going to do yeah. investigations. So. Nothing will happen. Uh, nothing's going to happen. He's made almost $200,000 since they signed him. So that's nice for him. Uh, Ovechkin passed Gordie Howe and is now second all-time in goals, Tyler. Sweet. Good for him. Uh, apparently, we're not allowed to talk about him because he likes Putin. But Wayne Gretzky's daughter hanging out with Trump is fine. <laughs> it's okay. We don't talk about that. Huh. It's fine. They're just taking pictures with him. It's fine. Uh, oh, and I'm pretty sure Dustin Johnson's on that live tour thing, so... Like, yeah. what are we even doing? Like, you can't you can't throw stones in glass houses, people. Like, I hate Putin too, but like the last thing I think is that Ovi has any power or control over him. No. And it's not like he's scoring 802 goals and then holding a sign that says "I love you, Putin." And like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not like wearing patches. Is he? Like, I don't know. No. Like, I, I don't think so. There are like. There are things that you can definitely complain about, but if you watch the World Juniors and then complain about like Ovechkin supporting Putin, I think you need to check yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Alex Lafreniere got scratched by the guy Glant because the Rangers can develop no ones. He started the year off pretty good too. I don't know what's going on. 
Kako gets like two assists a week and people are like, it's happening. He's breaking out. <laughs> I don't, I mean, Kravtsov looks okay, but once again, like he left, they didn't want to sign there. Like it's the fact that they have a new GM and this is still all happening is not a great sign for me. No. Um, and I mean, I didn't really like the GM signing when it happened. So, I mean, it seems to be working out as expected um basically if igor is not good they can't win that's basically what this team is uh and they should be better than that they made like tyler they made the eastern conference final last year like yeah this should be i know i made money off them yeah this should be a team that's like leading the division or whatever that's oh i forgot about all the betting we did last year that was fun (laughs) we should maybe do that again at some point i'm massively right now by the way but anyways pardon i'm having a great betting season oh great good for you awesome happy for you i'll Send you a yeah. card that says yay betting. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll come oh, back and do playoff betting. Okay, last topic of the day or the podcast or whatever we're calling this. The uh, day. JT Miller is completely unhinged right now. <laughs> He's yelling at his goalie for not leaving the net when the goalie didn't get a signal from the bench to leave the net. He's yelling at Quinn Hughes, or was it Quinn Hughes for not putting like going in the right spot for a faceoff? Yes. Um, he's dogging it every chance he gets. He's he's giving up pucks to avoid hits. He's passing into the ether where nobody is standing and then dogging it on the back check. Like what this guy has got eight more years at eight million starting next year, Tyler. Yeah. What the fuck? It's uh it's kind of fun to watch, to be honest. We don't get to see this very often. Like a player like actively just like i don't give a fuck about any of this i was actually going to ask you because i knew we were talking we're for sure regardless of how long we're going today we were talking about this situation i was going to ask you do you remember another situation where you could visibly see a player like shit on his teammates literally on the ice like that for everybody to see like what is happening this isn't this is Mm. very unique and insane and the fact that this would have technically been the last year of his contract and uh, I can't like, yeah, it's the fact that they brought a whole new regime into Vancouver and they're still making the same mistakes as the previous ones. It's like, what are you doing over there? Who's running that team? The the owner, I think, is pretty, That's it's the pretty thing. evident. So why do you even have a GM? Why do you have a president or whatever the fuck Rutherford is? Like, what's the point? Just let Aquilini make all the friggin like, why are you letting other people look shitty? He's, if you're he's the an owner. I know he doesn't want to he doesn't want to pick up the phone. Ugh doesn't want to do the negotiation he just says go uh go get these players well then take responsibility at least no why would he why would he well i He's mean the some of the of stuff NHL that's team. leaked about him him taking responsibility apparently doesn't happen anyway so yeah exactly i uh, just the the only thing i can even remotely in this vicinity remember is when mckinnon yelled at bednar when they were really bad oh right yeah but i can't recall like players getting into it didn't in didn't, any way didn't like, like Taylor Hall fights? or somebody hit like or spray water into Dallas Eakins face accidentally on the bench or something like that. I don't didn't remember that? that, but that's hilarious. I feel like I remember during the Edmonton years that somebody I I want to say it was oh man, I almost want to Google it now. Just but I don't even know what I would Google, but um I swear it was like he sprayed him with water or like and <laughs> Oh, I just remember this, like, image of, oh, yeah, Taylor Hall spraying Coach Dallas Eakins. Holy shit. That's literally what happened. I'm going <laughs> to watch this video right now. Uh, hold on. I'm going to send you this. And then we'll end the podcast with this. Uh, let's see. Skype. Can I send it to you in the Skype chat? Yeah. What do you yeah. mean, can you? Well, I know, but your computer is old. I'm going to watch this. Okay, it's one minute long. You don't need to computer shame me. One minute. Okay. One minute? Doing, well, they're doing the replay. There's... Okay, I'm starting it. Okay. I did. I don't remember this at all. Oh, I 100% remember this. The highlight pack? (laughs) (laughs) The look on. Oh, man. (laughs) So he gets sprayed at about like 25 seconds in. I don't know. Oh, man. He is like pissed, too. It throws a towel at him, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're still, like, they're chirping away. Oh, he's getting it. Oh, he took his, he ends up taking his jacket off. Captain Canada sitting right in front of him doing nothing about it, too. Wow. 
how did that guy get another? And like, yeah, Dallas Eakins and the Anaheim Ducks are like not great. He's been not great. Maybe I don't know if he'll get another job, Tyler. Poor Taylor Hall. At least oh, yeah. now he's on a good. Now, now they're treating him properly. Yeah, he's basically new age Phil Kessel. Yeah, except he's not gonna go around. He's gonna just stay on the Bruins. Yeah, and he's not gonna play a thousand games consecutively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, all right. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, Tyler. Uh, that'll be the podcast for this week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.